Hello, everyone. Welcome to this third bonus episode of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. So, as I was saying in the first bonus episode, we will not be having these bonus episodes every single week. Uh, But we do currently have a few of them lined up in a row. So we had one last week, uh, the one this week, and then we will have one next week. But I don't think we'll be having bonus episodes after that for a little while. So just to give you all a heads up. But if you are listening to this, you are one of the people who is subscribed to my podcast, most likely. So thank you for subscribing. Thank you for consistently checking out the podcast. Uh, This particular bonus episode is just a little bit of the behind the scenes nature, kind of like the first one. Uh, It is from the conversation that I had uh, with Vladislav. He was my guest on my China's concentration camps episode. So for my rest of my discussion with this particular guest, go to that episode in the second segment to hear the rest of our conversation. This portion of the conversation took place after the episode had ended. So it was just some extra content that I thought I'd give you all for those of you who are interested in knowing what kind of conversations happened before or after the episode. So if you have any comments on what we had to say in this particular bonus episode, please give me a DM on Instagram, which again is the best place to keep up with the podcast. Follow me at Independent Thought. So thank you all, and I'll see you in the next episode or bonus episode. Stay tuned. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage inspired clothing, shoes and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at Betty'sDivine.com. thought listeners has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side well then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode bathing beauties beads is a full service bead shop in the heart of downtown missoula whether it's seed beads semi-precious stones vintage beads or just materials to make a project they have something for every person and every price range not from missoula don't worry they have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at BathingBeautiesBeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. And we're done. All right, cool. That's it.
Right on, Desmond. Uh, how do you how do you feel? Is there any part that you would need me to like re rerun through with you, or do you? No. I mean, and if you're looking later, you can also let me know. Like, I'm happy to work with you. Oh no, no. I uh, I'm really big about the one take. Uh, it, it feels authentic. I, I hate feeling overly produced. You know. Uh, so I think uh, with the episode, not the episode, but like the little meeting that we do ahead of time, that's just like more or less my ability to kind of like to get to know you and kind of like get a feel for um what i should talk about so that when we get to this point it feels very seamless and fluid and i'm not like thinking about like oh what do i ask this person now and you know so so that we can have like a kind of like a seamless episode which it basically was i mean i only stumbled like once so i i don't even know when that was i thought you were doing great man i felt like i was like trembling with anxiety <laughs> oh no i i didn't hear anything come out of you um you know i yeah i personally have a difficult time with anxiety myself and so i feel like you know for me kind of like being a little extra prepared kind of like helps me with that which is also why i do the whole like initial meeting thing and um yeah i, I think i get into my head too much about like oh I, I need the podcast to sound like this and so like it's it's tripped me up in the past and then i think one of the things i'm focusing on this time around is just trying to be more comfortable and it not being perfect i guess you would say i really like that desmond even though i was like oh more self-inquiry i feel like i'm always too much self-inquiry <laughs> yeah no i uh i yeah i can understand that i uh i've been probably giving myself too much self-inquiry recently which is basically what yeah what i was just talking about just needing to not be so like analytical about the process and just kind of just like letting it happen i feel like that so i think it was a great episode and i would definitely love to have you back on are you familiar with this guy uh jacob elder i actually am not super familiar with him but i'm certainly happy to hear of other folk running i've got kind of mixed feelings about uh angan right now it's like He's he's got a pretty good um, willingness to like you know show up to indigenous events and like um, you know at least communicate with the indigenous community and yet simultaneously how he recently handled some of the like police funding stuff uh, just kind of over the summer and in light in light of kind of like the renewed attention to our serious need for fixing our police force like I I, I guess what ended up happening on a budget level was not at all in keeping with what I hoped for from him. Let me ask you a quick question about that. That's something that I'm curious about. What I, I did not, I heard that, you know, like that some people were upset with the mayor about the budget. What exactly was in the budget that people were upset by? I think I was missing some of like the details behind it. Um, yeah, totally. And I'll be honest with you. I might have like not, I don't know how deep my understanding is. I uh, just know that um, our budget, rather than like getting any sort of like slash or redirect towards other things, we actually had like, God, what was it? Almost a million or almost 2 million, like a very significant increase to police budget. And I think if I remember correctly, the budget included like certain like, I don't know, riot gear or something. I'm I actually, I'm just going to not like try and speak too far into that because I just don't remember enough of the details. What I do remember was reading reactions to it myself and mainly just noting the large number increase in the budget. Like, yeah. we, Missoula already has a pretty large police budget. I don't think I've ever lived in a town where I've seen so many cop cars just driving around. Like, I go out 
and about for like groceries or run to the good food store and back. And I will see like in that five mile period, three, four cop cars in just like, in like 10 minutes of driving or 15 minutes of driving. And I feel like just on a visible level, like that tells me just how hard we're policing here in Missoula. And obviously I would need to know more about statistics and data, but I would, in, I in general, I think agree with the philosophy that like, we don't need to fund our police force as much as we fund other things that strengthen our community and by making the community stronger, reducing crime in that way. Like, right, rather than just assuming that crime is going to happen and we need to throw more money at preventing it, why don't we take a different preventative action by making our community more stable and making fewer people have to resort to crimes of need or desperation? You know, do you mind if I give you my two cents on this? Am I, am I holding you up right now? Like, no, you no you're not, man. Not okay. at all. I... I grew up like right next to Philadelphia and I lived there for about like about 15 years. So I moved out to Montana when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And when I first got to Montana, I lived in Great Falls, uh, which is, you know, east of here. Uh, I lived there for five years before I moved to Missoula. Um, so I've only lived in like three places really in my life. Uh, but Missoula, like by far and away, is the safest community I've ever lived in. So what, like the thing that always like baffled me when I heard about these, like these like police conversations, like the last few months, it like, it, it baffled me how much money we were spending on the police, not because like I'm against police cause I'm not really ag against the police. Um, I'm, I, when I heard the abolish the police movement, I thought that personally, I was just like, doesn't make sense to me. Um, but what really just kind of struck me was just like, this is the safest community I've ever lived in, like by far. <laughs> I mean, it just like, and I don't know that it's like really one because they're like, oh, well, it's because we have so much police. I was just like, there's just not really criminal like activity around this place. I mean, and I mean, in Montana as a whole, I mean, where I grew up at next to Philadelphia, like that is a crime, like infested like area where I grew up at in Pennsylvania. Like there is crime there, like real crime. And so like, I understand the need for police presence there. I wish it wasn't as corrupt as it is for sure, because the police in that area are extremely corrupt. Um, but when I got out here to Montana, I mean, Great Falls in and of itself was dramatically had less crime, not just because of the population side, but just like in general, there was just like less just criminal activity in Great Falls. But even, even between Great Falls and Missoula, Great Falls, has tremendous amounts more crime than Missoula does. Like there are parts of Great Falls that I think to myself, yeah, this is a sketchy part of town. There is no sketchy part of town in Missoula. Not in my opinion. <laughs> no, <laughs> there, no, there is absolutely. no sketchy part of town. I, I mean, the most criminal activity that you hear of is like DUIs. I know occasionally there are some burglaries. I know occasionally there are, you know, like there's the occasional murder, like once or twice a year. Obviously, uh, sexual assault is an issue. Um, but just like, I guess like comparing it to like other places that I've like lived in or just experiences that I've heard from other people that I know who have lived in other parts of this country, this feels like the safest community that you could possibly ask for. And I'm just like, why do we even need this much police? And just like, it just feels like not like, not that police are inherently bad, but it just feels like this doesn't, this area just doesn't feel like it needs the police presence that our budget is giving them.
like the last time Absolutely. I checked, it was fifty five percent of our budget went to the police, and I was just like, for Holy what? <laughs> I was like, Holy where's God. the crime? There's no gangs. There's no shooting. Like no one's robbing places. Like, like wh- what are they? What are they policing? Like, are they? <laughs> seriously oh my I, goodness i i just i just don't know there's this is such a nice place like there's just no bad people here i mean i know that there are some bad people I, i've met them but i mean it's so minuscule you have to try to find it yeah absolutely and you know it's like i wonder myself like i don't know enough of the stats to say like how much of that has to do with the excessive seeming amount of uh police force active here or the fact that we actually have some pretty strong community support in this town i haven't lived in i've never lived in another town in my life where the bus is free and let me tell you like having been poor most most of my life that's a crazy crazy huge benefit i mean our bus is free as many times a day as you want to get on no paying three dollars and then having one transfer that you have to use in the next two hours yeah. but if you're going into work you know you're paying six bucks a day or maybe more if the one transfer isn't enough for you like it's it's an amazing little benefit just right there in our bus system we have like a really strong food bank i've food banked in a few different towns and our food bank is the best food bank i've seen uh there's just so many community level amenities that seem to be like making it easier for folk to like not suffer here in missoula and i feel like that's got to be playing as big a part if not a bigger part than the sheer amount of cops we have and uh, i agree with you like i don't think cops are unnecessary i i'm not in the realm of like abolish police force entirely to me that would be crazy anarchy when i say defund the police i mean stop giving them such an insane percentage of our budget in in so many cases or balance that what we're giving them with even more for the uh, community elements that will eventually make them less necessary like and obviously totally like higher population density areas it's going to be like there's going to be different conversations the higher population density means higher crime so i know that it's not like a simple black and white argument and uh in general i'm not like against getting rid of police altogether i just often find like wow oh we're giving 55 percent of our budget to cops here in missoula that seems too much yeah, no, I, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. I mean, it just, it, it seems unnecessary. And like, maybe I don't have enough details. Like maybe I don't have all of the information, but from a surface level, from a citizen's perspective, I've lived here for a decade. And in a decade of living here, I've never once felt unsafe. And that's even as a person of color, you know, like I have right. felt unsafe in Great Falls. And I also think that Great Falls is a safe community, but I have felt unsafe there. I have never felt unsafe here, like never once, you know? And so like that to me, just kind of like, just all the times that I've spent interacting with this town and I've actually had run-ins with the police here. I mean, nothing like, you know, where I felt like I was being overly like profiled, but like being pulled over, dealing with them downtown or, you know, I had like a, I had like a, a car that didn't look the best. So I think I was getting pulled over because people thought that I might not have insurance for a while. So I had a few run-ins oh, with the man. police and the police here are the nicest place I've ever met. Like far and away, nicest place I've ever met. They never gave me a hard time. I never felt like I was, you know, like they were trying to like abuse their power. It's been nothing but a good experience with the police in this town. I'll, I'll emphasize that because I've had bad run-ins with police in other towns. Um, but yeah, so... I don't know. I, uh, 
I just I was also confused when I heard that like we gave so much money to the police because I'm just like yeah we that money could probably be used differently in this particular case because our crime here just basically doesn't exist but